You're listening to the Mindful Psychology Podcast, a podcast designed to explore mindfulness, psychology, neuroscience, and various aspects of holistic health. My name is Jen. I'm your host. I'm also a therapist, an educator, and a yoga teacher. Join me and brilliant guests as we explore various topics and offer you actionable steps so that you can be informed and intentional about your health and well-being. Now sit back, relax, maybe take a notebook out, and let's dive in. to a brand new episode. I hope that you're having a good day so far and I hope you're having a nice Halloween time. We had a, our first Halloween here in Las Palmas on Gran Canaria. It was really fun. There was a ton of stuff going on around the island and in, in Las Palmas but also the south of the island had a lot of stuff and it was really fun to see how 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 Halloween happens here and how they celebrate and all the different things and I love the first of things, like I love the the first of traditions, the first time, and sometimes they can be a bit awkward, right, because you might not have as many associations, or it might be really, really different, or, and it doesn't mean that you won't look back at, on it fondly, but it might feel maybe awkward in the beginning, sort of like, an, I always compare it to an awkward pancake, like that first pancake from the batch sometimes can be a bit weird, then the other ones after that are like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense, um, but there maybe needs to be that first pancake, maybe, but as far as pancakes and traditions go, <laughs> I feel like this was a really good first Halloween in a place and um, I'm also really enjoying how the, the like I know intellectually that the weather stays really nice here all year round like it was one of the big reasons we, we love the the Canary Islands so much but still to experience it I'm always like wow like I'm surprised almost like wow it's really really nice like I can't believe we're still I mean it's November and like we can go surfing we can go uh like you know you can you can spend the whole day at the beach and it feels like you wouldn't even know it's november in in your in your mind right when you maybe are are from a place where the seasons are more distinct in that way or more more extreme um so it's it's interesting it's fun and then uh, the evenings are cooler a little bit but still very comfortable like you can walk around in t-shirts or spaghetti straps even um so a little cooler but not uncomfortable. And I'm granted it's only November, but still it doesn't really change all that much, at least from what we've heard and what we've what we've seen. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's fun. It's really nice. <laughs> it's really really cool. And I kind of like that we have a little bit of everything. You know, I think I've mentioned this as well. Like on some streets, if you have the kind of trees that change colors and then the leaves fall, you have you have streets filled with leaves and then they sort of sweep them up with uh, these long dried palm branches, which is really cute. But then on other streets, it's all lined with palm trees. So you're like, oh, okay, so you have like all these different vibes. That the, at different times and a lot of greenery especially on the north the north third part <laughs> the the top half uh the top third of the island so you have a bunch of different things and we went to this botanical garden a couple weeks ago or last weekend oh my goodness i've lost count but anyway recently and um last weekend or so and it was really beautiful just to see the different uh just i mean just to see everything it was so lush it was, it was like being in a jungle like it was so beautiful the forests and the trees and the flowers and the different kinds of birds like it was so lovely and it was even though it was like a huge botanical garden it was part of an area that you know in, in these valleys and it was already beautiful like without there being a botanical garden the botanical garden just made it even more beautiful and magnificent but it was just a beautiful area in general um and it really felt like so wild it was really fun <laughs> and so anyway so that was really cool um but yeah, so it's always nice. I, I like autumn. And uh, and then we have winter coming too. And it's nice that uh, that it stays relatively the same. I quite like that personally. And um, we both do, that it stays warm. So I know it's not for everyone. I know some people really like the, the, the more distinct season changes uh, and the snow in the winter and, and, and so on. But uh, for those of you who are like us and, and who like, you know, more of the the same thing all year and maybe you you like to surf like we do I love to surf and I I love to be in a place where I can do that all year or where I can swim as well all year so it's a really big thing for me it's a really big part of my life and my routine so it's a, yeah it's it's definitely a, a something that I look for and um yeah so there you go so for those of you who can relate um it's fun right <laughs> but for those of you who like your seasons or, or who I'm from Montreal so I get it I, I definitely get it um I know how, how fun those can be too, but uh, yeah, so anyway, whatever it is for you right now, I hope that you're having a great time and that it's everything that you imagined. Um, most of all, I want to thank you as always for letting me be a part of your day. It's always really fun to tune in, like to to do this with you every week, so yeah, thank you and thank you for, for being a part of it with me. 
All right. That was that for the, from little uh, weather and, and island updates, okay? Now let's dive in to the juice, to the content, okay? Let's do it. Now, today we're talking, again, it's a standalone episode, so if you're tuning in for the first time, uh, that's fine. It's a good standalone episode. However, I do feel like it's sort of building on the previous episodes uh, still, so it might help to listen to the first one of this season. Um, by that, I mean like the first one that came out in October. So you'll see a gap of a couple of months. That's normal. And then season four starts. So if you're at the first episode of the month, it's called Decoding Pat Your Patterns. So if that's where you want to start, then you'd be correct. That'd be the first one of season four. And then you can move to this one. But again, do what you see fit. It's, uh, it's up to you. I'm just giving you a heads up. All right. Today, we're talking about responsibility in relationships. We will talk about boundaries. Yes, yes, I love that. <laughs> it's a big, big topic here. We will talk about boundaries. We will talk about contract resolution. We will talk about how to uh, how to take responsibility for our own actions, how to let other people take responsibility for their actions. We'll also talk about that balance between being compassionate and being understanding of other people's stories, of our own stories, but also when it's time to maybe have the boundary be that we're taking responsibility or the boundary is it's time for them to take responsibility so all of that fun stuff that's what today is about so as always I will keep things pretty general the examples the the things that we discuss I'm trying to answer as many of your questions as possible in this by the way so those of you who have reached out with questions I'm trying to fit them all into this um of course the questions pertaining to this each episode will include different questions that I get from from you and that's how we build the podcast together right so doing that again today and also remember that please please remember that Yes, this is very general. I'm not trying to diagnose or treat or deal with any specific things here. So if you have any questions or you would like to or you need help with your story, with your personal story, please reach out to me or to a trusted mental health professional or somebody that you trust who can help you with your story. Okay? All right. Let's dive in. So why is it important to talk about responsibility in relationships? Well, because this is part of being in a healthy relationship. So healthy relationships have boundaries. That's what makes them healthy. And part of having boundaries means that we respect another person. They respect us. And when we do something hurtful or less than great, we can take responsibility. We can talk about it uh, and we can, we can fix it. We can repair. We can conflict resolve. We can heal and we can make the relationship better in a nutshell. Sounds very uh, nice and fluffy, but in a nutshell, you know, we're trying to have healthy relationships. Another really important reason for why we talk about this is because I think it's necessary to understand when we are enabling and when we are, like when we're being compassionate and when we're maybe enabling or when we are maybe not taking responsibility for our own actions also. So it goes both ways. We're talking about both sides of the story here. And uh, I think it's it's helpful in our relationships if we can know when to draw lines for ourselves and for others too, okay? So that's the reasoning behind this. So first things first, well, as always, we come from a compassionate standpoint. We come from a receptive place. And I often will talk about this reactive mode versus receptive mode. Reactive mode, we're more on the defensive. We might be more ego-driven. We might be more on the attack. Um, whereas receptive mode, we're understanding we're listening we're feeling regulated we're feeling generally calm and sound and we're trying to see what's going on around us and then assess and then respond rather than react okay so that's kind of the distinction here so in honor of that let's think of defense mechanisms just to set the tone and pick up from last week when we talked about defense mechanisms last week we discussed how we often have defense mechanisms and we, know, we might not even be aware that we have them or why we have them. And we might just think that this is who we are. This is always how we've been. And this is how we are in relationships. And then when people have a problem with us or they bring something to our attention, we'll just say, well, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. Accept me for who I am. If you loved me, you would accept me. <laughs> right? By the way, this is true to an extent, but we will talk about all of that today, okay? So um, so obviously, actually, before we even get into this, first things first, of course, we should be proud to be who we are. And of course, we should own who we are and we shouldn't change for anybody. Um, yes, let's, let's, you know, live out loud and be ourselves, yes. However, if our loved ones, our trusted loved ones are coming to us with concerns or pains, out of love and respect for ourselves and for them, we... we 
we can consider looking into it, thinking about it, being being receptive to it, and maybe proactive when need be. So that's what we're that's what we're doing here. So that's a little uh, first note. Now we talk about defense mechanisms. It's important to remember that when we're talking about defense mechanisms, we enter this with compassion rather than shame. So we don't want to shame ourselves for our defense mechanisms because when we talk about the development of defense mechanisms, we've established that often these were coping mechanisms that we took on to protect ourselves, right? To defend ourselves because we sensed a threat or there was something going on. And in order to feel safe and in order to protect ourselves from what was scary to us, we developed these coping mechanisms, whether it was something that happened in our adult life or whether it was a pattern or a dynamic in our childhood. We develop defense mechanisms. And now these may have been helpful for us then, but they might not be helpful for us anymore. And they might even be harming us. They might even be unhealthy for us. They may even be harming our loved ones. And that's why it's important to look into them and to understand what might be going on here and and whether or not they're still helpful. And so one of the ways they could be unhelpful is if they're holding us back from having deep, connected relationships, relationships where we really can feel vulnerable um, and we can really feel a part of another relationship and the other person can feel that you are in it the way they're in it, for example, right? Making sure that there is a healthy intimacy, a healthy connection, that two of you are able to get vulnerable when, when necessary, that it doesn't feel one-sided or something like that, or like the other person feels like you're not fully there or something like that. And when I say relationships, I mean any close relationship, pretty much. Like, this could be a romantic relationship, it could be a friend relationship, you know? But really, in any relationship where we're, like, choosing to be with each other, we want each other in each other's lives, like, we want to be in each other's lives, we want to feel like we're as invested as the other person like we want to feel like there's a mutuality like we're both there we both care and um if we feel too removed or we have trouble getting vulnerable or we have trouble with intimacy this can hurt our relationships and it can hurt us and it can hurt our loved one right so this is an example of how a defense mechanism might not be really helpful anymore to us maybe there are new tools we can develop as adults to have healthy relationships maybe Our relationships don't have to have or be filled with defense mechanisms. Maybe we don't need them in these relationships anymore because they're healthy relationships. They're safe. And these people are trusted people. They're safe, secure people. And we don't need to be on the defensive. We can actually let go. We can actually be happy and trust and have that connection. Maybe. Just maybe. (laughs) We can do that. We can find that. And now, I know I'm making it sound really simple, and it's not. I'm aware of that. But we're just trying to open the conversation, open the dialogue about this, okay? So if we understand that about our def- our defense mechanisms, we understand that they come from somewhere and they come from usually a place of pain or a place of distress, a place of fear, perhaps, and then we develop them to cope. If we can understand that about ourselves, it can be helpful to consider that for another person, to think that maybe that person who is a bit difficult or who sometimes isn't very kind to us might be going through something similar, it might be helpful to consider that maybe we're not all doing things to each other, but maybe we're doing things for ourselves. I think that a lot of the time we're not trying to do things to one another, but rather doing things for ourselves. Now, I can feel like the same thing, and maybe sometimes it really is uh, the same, because some people are nasty, like some people are mean, and some people like to be mean to other people. They like to, to hurt people. Um, some people bully some people are abusive and I understand that okay and this is true they are doing things to people but even in those contexts it's something for themselves this is why people say that hurt people hurt people this is why this is where that comes from people who have a lot of pain or who have a lot of things going on inside of them and who are living in that place of pain will often be hurtful and This is now how we begin that nice conversation, that juicy conversation of, okay, I want to be compassionate, but this person's being really mean. Where do I draw the line? Like, what do I do? This is a really common question and it's fair. It's a very good question. It's the same thing with ourselves. Okay, I'm not trying to be standoffish or I'm not trying to be avoidant, but I really am struggling with this relationship. Like, how do I try to be there for the other person who's finding it difficult to be with me but also protect myself because I I need time to learn to trust very good question 
Okay. These questions are all very good. All you guys' questions are very good. You guys got, you guys, very good questions. Okay. Um, and I will do my best to answer them always. So when we talk about context and compassion and understanding someone or why they might be doing something, I like to start it like this because we're, it's in keeping with the whole receptive mode thing. We don't want to start on the defensive because that doesn't really lead to conflict resolution. So let's start with not high chaos relationship. Let's start with not um, necessarily like difficult dynamics or challenging personalities and go more with like uh, people that we love and people that we that we trust. But every now and then there's something and we're, we're trying to make it work. We're trying to figure it out. Okay, let's start with that. So I think it's easier to keep the non-defensiveness and keep more receptiveness and more receptivity and more love when we start this way. So let's begin. When we, when it's brought to our attention that we may have done something hurtful to someone that we love, naturally we're not going to feel, at least most of us are not going to feel very good about that, right? We're going to feel maybe guilty, ashamed even. We might be really hard on ourselves. We might even jump to our own rescue to, to defend ourselves and say like, no, no, I didn't mean it like that. Like, no, 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 please understand what I meant, um, you know, etc. Very natural reactions, of course, but we're not usually going to like it. And we're going to usually try to defend ourselves and explain why we did that. Well, I did this because I felt attacked or like you said this and then and I had no choice but to do this. And and, and this always happens this way. And this is why I, I always have to react this way. And like that can often happen. And as you can imagine, it's not really helpful because someone is saying, look, it really hurts me when I feel like you don't care. I'm not saying that you don't, but it feels like you don't because like I, I will be talking and you'll, you'll be elsewhere or you won't be listening or you'll be dismissive or something like that, whatever it is that they're saying. And then you might say, you know, or, or they might be saying, I feel like you don't factor me in or you don't consider me or something like that. Um, again, very general, it seems like a vague example, but it's, it's, it's a pretty common one. So we'll stick with it. Um, and then you might be saying, well, no, but it's just, you know, sometimes it's just like, a, it's like I'm, I'm busy or like, a, you know, I don't want to talk about it, you know, something like that. And now both sides are valid. They're allowed to feel what they feel. You're allowed to feel what you feel. But in, in order to conflict resolve, in order to, to co-regulate and to fix this, there's going to have to be a level of taking responsibility for our actions, right? And so... Yes, we want to honor ourselves and yes, we want to respect ourselves and stand up for ourselves. Like, yes, but we also, if we respect ourselves, must correct ourselves. I really believe that, you know, and it's respect for ourselves and it's respect for our loved ones, right? We're not perfect. Our shared humanity is what makes us, you know, is, is the part that makes us human. That is our shared humanity and we are fallible and we make mistakes and we're imperfect. This is something that we all have, that we all share. Okay, whether some people want to accept that or not, it's true. Okay, so and yes, these people can be very difficult to deal with, and we'll get to that in a moment. But most of us understand this concept, even though it's difficult for us all to accept it, um, because we can be really hard on ourselves, right? It's it's part of compassion. It's part of self compassion to understand our shared humanity and our fallibility, right? And that we're all imperfect, our imperfections, and so. When we, tr we try to enter it in this way and say, okay, this is one of those moments where I've done something. Now, I'm not going to sit here and berate myself and, and, and tear myself apart for it. I'm going to listen and be receptive to this person that I care about who is talking to me about this. I'm going to try as much as possible to listen and to ask questions so I can gain more insight into what they experience and into what they're feeling. Because from there, I can do something about it, Right. And, and they're feeling what they're feeling for a reason. And they're not trying to hurt me here. They're trying to, to express this. They're doing this because they love me. And they want to make this better, right? Again, putting aside, in case you're thinking it, people who lie or who just want to seem like the victims or who are making stuff up, like th these things can happen. And you, this was also one of the questions, so I'm getting there. But for now, let's consider people who are not trying to manipulate us or gaslight us and people who are genuinely wanting to fix something in a relationship okay so if we enter it from a receptive mode we can actually listen we can be there for that person and generally speaking the core of conflict or of arguments or of fights or you know disagreements is this idea of not feeling seen and heard right in some way at the core that's what we're dealing with so uh, a, a nice first step is to see and hear the person 
naturally, right? Seems obvious, but it's very often very difficult to do when we then feel defensive and then we don't feel seen and heard. This is why conflict resolution is a challenge. So if we can try to remember this in a difficult situation, say, okay, they're talking to me because they feel not seen or not heard or invalued, like, un, like not valued um, or disrespected in some way. And I understand what that must feel like because I don't like that feeling either. I'm kind of feeling it a little bit now because I feel a bit defensive. But now this person's bringing something up to me, so it's about them right now. I'm going to listen as much as I can and I'm going to take some deep breaths and stay regulated or regulate myself take it nice and easy and be there for this person that I love and that I care about we try to think about it this way and then when they've said what they have to say and we've asked the questions that we need to ask because we want to understand everything they might even tell us context or situate exact situations where we may have said something or done something the more we know the better because then we can understand from there we can then say okay is the like is this open for discussion? Can we talk? Like, can I let you know, um, like what I have to say about this sort of thing, right? Um, and then they will likely say yes, of course, please, let's let's talk about this. That's because that's usually what conflict resolution is about, right? And then you can say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that I did this. I'm sorry that I've made you feel this way, um, and I'm sorry for said moments, right, that they may have brought up. Just so you know, not making excuses, just explaining my my side like how I experienced that just so you know um I was not thinking that please know that it was never my intention I was never setting out to do this to you that said I completely understand how that was hurtful I see it now I'm so sorry and thank you for telling me does that make sense you were able to be there for that person see them hear them validate what they experienced Take responsibility, but also explain yourself. Also validate your experience. They were receptive. Like, I completely understand. Um, I get that. And then possibly in return, they would say, you know, actually, come to think of that. Like, if you felt that way, um, I, I didn't even think of that. Um, is there something that I can do that, that would be helpful? Or is there something that we can maybe do together so that we can avoid uh, feeling this way? or feeling like we don't value the other, like what, what do you think we could do? Um, please know that I too don't set out to do that to you. And, I, and I'm sorry if, 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 you know, if I did that, or I'm sorry that I did that, you know, something like that, right? And that's usually how the conflict resolution will happen. Now, I know it sounds a little bit idealistic and it doesn't always stay so calm, but these conversations, believe it or not, are possible in relationships. Not everything has to be a huge blowout. And there can be contexts where, okay, it gets even a little bit heated at the beginning, but then both parties can come down and say, okay, wait, hang on a second. This is getting out of control. Let's just bring it all down and, and, and talk about this. And the reason why that's able to happen or, or the, the way that's able to happen is because both people realize, okay, I'm not trying to hurt you. You're not trying to hurt me. There's no reason to, to, to feel like we need to, to be on the defensive right now or, or attack the other. We're doing this because we care. We feel safe with one another. Let, let's just be vulnerable about this. Let's just talk about how it feels. And now it's hard. I understand. I understand. I'm just showing you what it can be or like what the conversation can be. Um, but really what's happening is that we're trusting the other person. We're trusting that they're not trying to hurt us, that this is a safe space where we can get vulnerable and express our feelings and express how we experience something and that it will be received and understood, and that we will do the same for the other person. In time, this will become easier in different situations, whether it be with a friend, a family member, a partner, okay, it will become easier. And also, some will become harder, some conversations will be harder. So it's not linear, like, oh yeah, we're so good at this now, we're like seasoned communicators, we can handle anything. It might happen that some things still heat things up like that some topics or something happens or there's an event that creates quite a heated conversation between you and your partner that's okay too it's if we can just remember the key components of healthy communication or of this sort of outcome of okay but this is a safe place a safe space with this partner they're not trying to hurt me they're not trying to attack me they care and okay, they made a mistake, but they're not trying to attack me. Like, they're not trying to hurt me. And I'm not trying to hurt them. I made a mistake. 
and they feel hurt, but I wasn't trying to attack them. Can't that be true for them too? For example, does that make sense? A little bit, okay? Now, when it's a little bit more tricky, or a lot more tricky, um, obviously this is not as simple, and sometimes even impossible, like sometimes these things are impossible, these conversations are impossible to have. In that situation, so, okay, if we look at boundaries and we look at taking responsibility and we look at compassion, there's a little bit of all of that in what I've just explained. We see some compassion. We see being receptive rather than reactive. We see setting boundaries in terms of, okay, I understand that this is something that is difficult for you, but here's how I experienced it and it hurt me. And I know you didn't mean it, but it, it, it hurt my feelings very much. That That's a bit of a boundary. Like that's setting a boundary. Like, look, I, I hear you, I see you, but this hurt me. Like, or and this hurt me just the same. It, we, we need to find a new solution to this. Okay, we need to find another way where we're both being valued in this because um, this isn't good for both of us, right? And um, and so if it's not good for both of us, that's a problem, especially in a relationship, right? Like a romantic relationship, if it's not good for both of us and it's only good for one of us, that can be a problem, as you can imagine, right? It can possibly turn into a one-sided relationship where someone starts to feel like, wait, I'm never being factored in here. It always seems like it's only beneficial for you, right? Or something like that. That can, as you can imagine, be a problem. So we want to make sure that there's a mutuality and that it's, that both people are being respected and that both, both people's boundaries are being honored, okay? So we're talking about boundaries here. We're also talking about being compassionate and understanding the other person's story. Like, okay, I know that this is a sore spot for so-and-so, but still hurts we need to find some kind of compromise yeah so we're still factoring in their story we're being understanding and compassionate about the context and about our loved one and about their defense mechanisms perhaps but we're also setting our boundaries and not wanting to enable them either right and say well hang on and we expect the same i have my own defense mechanisms so i do things too and i need to hold myself accountable sometimes i can be dismissive i can be a little avoidant right like we've talked about attachment styles in the past so you know, if I can be a little avoidant or I can be a bit flippant, that's something to think about. And it's a defense mechanism and it's okay. There's no shame, but like, it doesn't mean I don't have to change it. So just because I say like, yeah, I can be a little dismissive sometimes. Here's why. That's not the end of the journey. That's not the end of the work. You can't just be like, yeah, yeah. But like, look, it's a defense mechanism. What are you going to do? No, like there's a lot you can do, <laughs> right? That's holding ourselves accountable. And our partners also are allowed to hold us accountable for that right? Because we might be disrespecting them. And as we've seen, that's not fair. So we're looking at both sides here and both parties need to be honored in a partnership, in a relationship, okay? Really important to, to stick with that. And now, again, if we continue this way, I feel like we're just going to be looking at the same thing over and over again. So, because I want to be as specific as I can and touch on as many things as I can, but at the same time, that's a slippery slope and, and then it's not really helpful anymore. So we'll we'll end that part there and just keep with the very general examples I gave. I understand that they're general, but hopefully they, they give you a framework to, to think about and to work from. Um, now let's move into more complicated relationships or into more difficult dynamics. Now in these situations, yes, we can still be receptive. We can still be compassionate. I think at the very least that's helpful for us so that we're not taking on other people's behavior. And by that I mean we're not blaming ourselves. We're not feeling like it's our responsibility to fix it, right? And I want to specify that because I do get that question a lot, like what do you mean by taking it on? And that's fair enough. What I mean by taking it on, especially in this context, is like I said just now, not taking responsibility for other people's mistreatment of us, right? Understanding where our responsibility begins and ends and when someone else's begins and ends and then when ours begins and ends and so on and so forth, okay? So not taking it on and not thinking that there must be something wrong with us if someone is mistreating us. When someone is mistreating us, that's a them problem. If they have something to bring up with us and something that we've actually done, and something that we need to correct or something that is about conflict resolution because it resembles the conflict resolution that we've just discussed or, you know, something adjacent to that, whatever. Fair enough. But if someone is just mistreating us because they feel entitled to mistreat us, that is not an us problem. That is a them problem. Okay? We cannot fix that. We cannot take responsibility for that. 
And this is really difficult for people. And I understand because I've, I've been in situations like that where it was really difficult for me as well. Because I really thought that there must be something wrong with me if that person was treating me that way. Like, they obviously had to have a good reason, no? And so I would often take it on. Like, well, what, what did I do? Like, why, why are we still here? Right? But in time, you have to realize that, no, no, like, you can only do so much. At some point, it, it's not just you. And this is the, the, the truth with any relationship. It can't be one way. It can't just be one person giving everything. It's a two-way street. And when it's not, that, that's no longer a mutual relationship. There's no longer mutuality there. That's no longer fair. And so if that's happening and this person doesn't want a conflict resolve and they dislike me for whatever reason, they can just not have me in their lives. They can just decide to cut it and end it and leave. But if they're choosing to stick around but only to mistreat me, can you see how that's no longer about me? Like, that's not a me problem. If someone is, and it's the same for you, like it's the same in your, in any situation. If somebody has a problem with you, they can bring it up. Or they can take their distance and, and leave it at that. But if someone is bullying you or being abusive, that's not the same thing. That, that is a choice and that, is, that has everything to do with them. And that tells you a lot about them not about you right and I know it's hard because it's it's maybe for some of us easier to take it on and to think that there might be something wrong with us it might be a, a pattern that we have um or something that we tend to do where we, we tend to take on blame that isn't ours um sometimes when we struggle with that in that context we may struggle with that in different contexts like you you may you may find yourself taking blame in in a lot of ways where it's not your fault like you might even do this in the workplace where you You'll often blame yourself for something or you're likely to just take the blame to avoid conflict, that kind of thing. Um, or maybe it's just in this context, like maybe just with these, when people are kind of mean or when people have been hurtful to you, you just take it on for some reason and you feel like that's just what you need to be doing. Whatever it is, whether you notice it in this context only or whether you're finding that, oh yeah, I do that in other contexts as well. Either way, it's important to realize that someone's mistreatment of you is about them not about you period and when we talk about like hurt people hurt people i'm sure you've heard this if you've not then now i've just said it like it's quite a thing people say this a lot or um i've also said on this show a lot like where pain is caused pain is felt so behind the the pain that people cause others there's a lot of pain being felt in them and by the time it gets to you, there, there's a lot of damage it did along the way before then. And that this is an example of, yes, it seems like someone is doing something to us. And, and maybe I guess they are, but really they're doing something for themselves. They might be wanting to make themselves feel better or they might want to feel more powerful or they might think that they're better than another person for whatever reason. But when people are mistreating others, there's a, there's a, there's something sad or hurt or or fragile maybe even inside of them now I, I don't mean this in a condescending way I'm not trying to say like wow you must be really messed up like I really don't mean it like that so please this is not how we want to enter this either it's not like oh wow you must be some damaged person to be treating people like this or wow you must be really miserable like we're not trying to get satisfaction out of this this is there's nobody wins here uh, and no one loses like it's nothing like that um, again, that's a more ego-driven response, and a reaction, and I don't think that it's helpful or healthy for us to think that way. Um, that might just be my opinion, but I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, we're trying to do this from a compassionate place, or at the very least from a rational place, from a sound place, and not in a way where we now are trying to overpower them or trying to be hurtful to them. So it's important to maybe consider checking ourselves also in contexts like that. Context, oh my goodness, contexts like that. And uh, this is why I try to articulate all my words and speak slower because I tend to fumble on my own speech. <laughs> okay, So, and we try to just check ourselves and make sure that we're not doing the same thing to them that they're doing to us, but, but masking it as something noble or masking it as something nice. Like another example of this is people being like, wow, love and light, I hope you find peace. But really we're like saying that they're really messed up or like, we're having some kind of argument and back and forth thing with them and we just go like wow love and light or sheesh like I hope you find peace like you must be a pretty miserable person it's like well you're obviously not trying to wish them peace or love and light like not really if it's coming out like that like you're, you're just trying to kind of squash them a little bit you know what I mean and I think 
they might seem like weird examples, but I've like seen these a lot. I know some of you, like we've talked about this. Um, like I've, I've talked about this with, with some friends of mine as well, and I've talked about it on the show. And I know a couple of you have reached out and we, we spoke specifically about the whole love and light thing, but um, where I hope you find peace and stuff. But, um, you know, if we don't mean it or we're not trying to say it out of really the goodness of our hearts, I don't really think it's helpful to say. And we're, we're really just trying to overpower someone else or like invalidate them. And I don't know that that's healthy either. So I'm just putting these out there so that we, again are focusing on taking responsibility for our actions and holding ourselves accountable and making sure that whatever we do is from, if not a compassionate place, because we just don't have, like there's no space for it right now or it doesn't call for it right now or we're not willing to give it or able to give it or whatever it is, that at the very least we're just being rational, we're being um, sound as much as possible and not also hurtful but masking it as nice or masking it as kind, okay? Again, it might just be my opinion, but throwing it out there. Right, so as we're dealing with all of this, it's important that when we look at the situation, yes, we can understand that there's pain. We can understand maybe, okay, this person must be feeling a lot of pain if they're treating people like this. Um, Now, whilst that's not our responsibility and it's not an us problem, as I've said several times, it's not an us problem, no, but it's their responsibility. So do you see, it's, I have compassion or I can have compassion or I can have an understanding, but, and and I make sure that I don't take it on and that I don't make it my responsibility, but I will also make sure that in that I expect them to take responsibility or like I understand that it's up to them to take responsibility. And when I set my boundaries, I'm setting my boundaries with the, not the intention that they will change, or that they will suddenly behave the way I want them to. We don't set boundaries to try to manipulate or control other people. We do it because we are standing up for ourselves and stating what our limits are. But we we recognize that people will still behave the way they want to. We can't control other people. And so we do our part and that's it. So what we can take responsibility for, we take. And when we can't take responsibility for it, because it's not our responsibility, we don't take it. And it ends there. And... When, when we are setting our boundaries, again, if we're wondering, well, do I say something or do I not say something? Like, when do I know if I should say something or I should not say something? And it could be scary. Like, I don't want them to hate me. I don't want to seem mean. But equally, like, we can't go on like this. Fair enough. In these moments, I think that the best bet is to say, what is my goal here? What is my intention behind this conversation or behind setting my boundaries? Like, what are we actually dealing with here? Does that make sense? How am I going into this? And how do I want to come out of it? What do I really want? So on one hand, you can say, okay, this doesn't really seem like a conversation I need to have or I want to have with this person. Um, this person is has always sort of been a bit nasty. Um, they're really difficult to talk to. They're very confrontational. I don't really see anything coming of this conversation. It might actually do me more harm than good to even try. My boundary, I think at this point, will just be like an internal boundary where I'm just not putting up with this anymore and I'm not going to communicate with this person anymore. And if they ask questions, I might say, like, this is just the decision I've made and I might focalize my boundary a bit more. But for now, I'm just going to step away from this situation because this is just really not healthy anymore and I don't need this. That's one example. You might decide that. I'm not suggesting that you always have to go out and say, like, these are my boundaries, listen to me, hear me, hear me roar. Like we're not saying that either, right? Like now, if you want to go out and say your boundary, this is another context that might look like, uh, you know, I've been meaning to talk to you about this because I've noticed that, um, there, like I've noticed some, some things lately, or I've noticed over time that things have changed, or maybe it's been going on forever. Like that's all you've ever known with this person, whatever it is, it might look like saying, okay, sometimes I feel really uncomfortable because you can be you can be a little insensitive sometimes, or I, I feel like you're not really uh, taking into account how I might feel when you say things, um, or there are times that you've just fully said really mean things to me, or you've tried to humiliate me in public, or you've just insulted me to my face, or you know I've heard that you've talked behind my back to people because they then tell me about it because they're people that that know me and that I know and like we're close, uh, or you know uh, whatever it might be. Uh, again, just like spitballing some things here, but. 
really weird expression, right? Like a bit of a gross expression. Sorry, just just throwing some ideas out there, okay? Um, you know, and you might want to bring it up to them and say, look, I... Not, I'm not telling you what to do or how to behave, uh, but I am telling you that I will not be able to continue communicating with you or, or continue this relationship if if it, if we continue this way. Um, I, I'd love to discuss it with you. I'd like I'd love to get your take. Um, this is how I feel. I feel like maybe I don't know. There's something you ha- like something wrong here, or maybe maybe I've done something. Like I, I'm not really sure here. But and I, I, if there's anything that we can discuss or anything that I can do, I'd, I'd like to do it. But like things have to change. Um, now, I'm offering this because sometimes I've in some context been like, look, if there's an issue here, I'd love to be able to fix it. And I'm willing to, to do my part. If there's like something you have against me or whatever, I'd love to see what's up. But equally, like this has to change because there's there's what's happening isn't right. And so that needs to stop. Um, but at the same time, if there's something else, like happy to talk about it. That's another example. And the third example is, and these are just considerations, by the way, like it really depends on, on the context. Or maybe you know that something's happened between the two of you and that may have led them to behave this way. Again, remembering that it doesn't mean that it's your fault if they are doing mean things. But if you think that something may have caused it or you think that maybe there is something that you've done or something, um, you could also bring it up. You can also say, look, I, does it have to do with that thing that happened? Because, you know, I'd, I'd be willing to talk about that as well, because if I'm being honest, I, I'm not proud of what I did. But at the same time, like this behavior, like we need to squash this. But at the same time, I do remember that thing or, you know, whatever, if there's something that you think that there's already there. And the third context is... Or the third example is, okay, I'm just not doing this anymore. Like I've tried time and time again to have decent conversations with you, to have honest, open conversations with you, to try to fix this. And every time I thought we had a breakthrough or I thought, okay, we got vulnerable, like we, we got honest, we talked about it, we were, we were open. Uh, then, then it's like the next day, like it never happened, you know, and then we're back to the same dynamic and I'm, I'm trying to do my part in, 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 in this relationship, I'm trying to be the other half here and I'm trying to to be understanding and compassionate and I'm trying to get your side of things and I'm, I'm asking you questions, you're, you're explaining things to me, you'll, you know, you're even possibly apologizing, let's say, and, but then we're back to the same dynamic the next day or the next week, like th- th- this can't go on this way and I, I don't feel like at this point this is something that I need to continue taking on. Like I am behaving the same way and I'm being consistent and the behavior that I'm seeing is just continues to be more and more unhealthy and more and more hurtful and more and more abusive, frankly. So I just, I can't continue this this way. Like this just, we're not moving forward. There's no repair. There's no, there's no correction of behavior or taking responsibility for things. And I, I feel like if we continue this way, I'm going to be taking responsibility for things I'm not doing, right? For example. So do you see? It really depends. Like I'm really just throwing these things out there, okay? But the main thing to remember or the main points to keep in mind with these are that we can talk about it if we want to. And we if we feel that we need to take responsibility for something or if we feel like there, there might be a conflict here, okay, we can, we can talk about it. We can get vulnerable and honest and say, all right, I think I did something or okay, I, I know I did something, right? Or something like that. Um, but we still keep it separate from that behavior because again, there's no excuse for abuse or mistreatment. Or in some contexts where you're really like racking your brain, like, hey, this is really not anything to do with anything. Like I, I, I'm confused as to why we're still here and having this argument <laughs> or why you're still treating me this way. It might just be the way you think think this dynamic is like I'm not really sure you know it might be something like that as well and I've, I've had a few of these to be honest like I've had some conversations where I'm like look we're, we're done here like I'm not doing this anymore I've had other conversations where I'm like look I don't think that what's happening is okay and I'm not taking responsibility for what I've like what you've done and what you've said the last few months but I'm, I'm open to having a conversation if like there's something that we can do between us. Like I've said those things. And then I've also had moments where I just was like, this isn't working. And it was more of an internal decision. And I just sort of took my distance and cracked on with my life. So I think different, different situations call for different uh, outcomes and different decisions, like different uh, calls on how you handle things. 
um, and I could, couldn't possibly touch on all of them, of course, but maybe elements of each of these can speak to you. But as I said, number one, you don't have to say something. You don't always have to say something. You can just take your distance and, and squash it internally. Secondly, you can say something and you, you can want to conflict resolve and also set boundaries for things that are not okay and not take responsibility for them, but leave room for taking responsibility for things that may have happened between you. If you, you know, if there are things that you, you know, you need to take responsibility for three, you can also say flat out, like, this is unhealthy. Like this is what's happening. And I've tried to fix it. Or like we've tried, I've tried to talk about every time I think we squash it, it's not getting squashed. And like, I just can't go on like this. And you can set consequences. Like if this continues, I will have to ask you to leave. Or if we continue having this, if I continue hearing that you're saying these things, like, I'm not going to be able to continue this relationship or, you know, whatever it is that happens. And also remembering that when we set boundaries and now I'm going to give like specific points about boundaries. One of the biggest things I tend to hear as a fear from people is that they don't want to seem mean. And maybe they've been in situations where people often take advantage of them. And they feel like they're maybe doormats. Like a lot of people have come to me and said, like, I, I feel like I'm often in convers- in situations where uh, somehow I feel disrespected or taken advantage of constantly. And I, I feel like I need to start setting some boundaries and standing up for myself because people are just taking advantage of me. But I don't want to seem mean because I'm not trying to be mean. And here's the thing. Really, like, you can write these down if you need to. Here's the thing. When we set boundaries with a loved one, it could be awkward. It could maybe even be really uncomfortable for them. It could maybe even be a difficult conversation at, st- at the start. But ultimately, our loved ones would, would not want to have made us feel this way. They would want us to, to feel good in our relationship and they would feel sorry that they did this or that you felt this way or that they caused you to feel this way. This is important to remember. So you would not appear mean it would be a question of conflict resolution, correcting and repairing. And it would better your relationship. In a, rela- in a relationship or in a dynamic where you are gaslit or shamed or bullied again for setting boundaries and standing up for yourself, this is not... Uh, this. It's probably a very good thing that you've decided to set a clear boundary with this person. Okay, it's probably a very good idea because if they're resenting you that much and turning the tables on you that much for having set boundaries, it's not that they don't like you anymore. It's not that they think you're mean anymore, uh, that they think you're mean now. It's that they don't like that they can't get away with what they were doing anymore. That's what they don't like. They resent that they can't continue to mistreat you. They resent that they can't continue taking advantage of you. They feel like entitled to treating you badly and then when you act with this confidence to set your boundaries, they might think like, how dare they set boundaries or how dare they think that they can talk to me like that. And it's like, actually, how dare you think that you could overpower another person? Like, that's what I have to say to people like that. I'm not saying that you have to say that to them, but (laughs) I'm saying when people feel in, you know, appalled at people setting boundaries because they've been mistreating them, I say, how dare you think that you can mistreat this person? And more to the point, how dare you turn the tables on them or shame them or gaslight them for standing up for themselves and for thinking that you have a right to do that? I mean, I suppose it is your right. I can't control, we can't control people. But how dare you? Shame on you for thinking that you can abuse someone and get away with it. And that when they stand up for yourself, you have a say in this. When they stand up for themselves, that you have a say in this. You don't. It's... It's their power. They're taking their power back. Sorry, there's no room for this anymore, for your mistreatment anymore. And I'm sorry if that sounds harsh, but I feel like I, I, I re- <laughs> we have to blow the whistle on mistreatment, you know, and we have to call things out from time to time. And yes, sometimes we just take a distance and we pick our battles and it's just not worth the confrontation and it might do more harm than good, absolutely. But when you are in a position where you've set your boundaries and they lash out at you like that, I don't know about you guys, but I have a slight problem with that. I'm always kind of rooting for that person setting their boundaries. And then the person who wants to shame them, I'm like, no, 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 you stop right there. 
I'm not finished with you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I mean, I've never been in a situation where I've like been the third party. I've either been like, you've been mean, like here are my boundaries. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but no, like it's, and it, and it is hard. Don't get me wrong. Like, I know it's hard. I've, like I said, I've been in situations where I've set my boundaries finally. And I've been like, so yeah. And I'm like sweating <laughs> and I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, and I could feel their anger and I could hear it. And then they started saying really mean things. And I was like, no, I'm standing firm on this. Like your reaction is proving and confirming that I've made the right decision and that I'm finally free from this. Like your, thank you for your reaction because now I know for sure. I mean, I knew before, but now I know for sure that I made the right call. And it's the same for you. So if you can relate to this and you're like, yeah, I need to set some boundaries or yeah, I, I was, I just did recently and I got so shamed and attacked and like scapegoated or whatever happened. Often it'll be like shaming, gaslighting, scapegoating, turning the tables on you, that kind of thing, insulting you, villainizing you, right? Very common reactions in these contexts. Um, if that's happened, I'm, I mean, I don't know specifically what happened to you, fair enough. Um, but if this is something similar, if it's something similar to this, then please know that they're not hating you. They're not, I mean, maybe kind of, but they're mostly hating that they can't do this to you anymore. It's, it's again, a them problem, not a you problem. It's again, to do with them and where they're at in their lives and not to do with you. And you live for yourself, they live for themselves. They're not taking responsibility for your things. It's not their responsibility to set boundaries for you. It's yours. And it's not your responsibility to, to, to change how they behave. It's theirs. Okay. So we all take responsibility for our own actions. And so even in these contexts, we can have compassion, right? I think most of us can think of conflicts we've had or difficult personalities we've dealt with and, and understand why they do what they do. Maybe that we're very close to these people and we actually have a great deal of insight into why they do what they do. We might even feel bad for them. Like we might even think, wow, like I know they suffered a lot or I know that they went through that and that it's led them to behave this way. And I genuinely feel for them, like genuinely. And as we said, we don't say this to gain satisfaction or to gain power over someone, by the way. Okay, like really, really, really crucial point here we're not saying this to 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 shame someone else or to uh hold it over their heads or to gain any satisfaction here there are no winners and losers here we're just saying i i truly understand and feel compassion for what they went through that uh, that causes them to behave this way that said this i also need to honor myself and this is not okay period that is my role for myself and they have their role with themselves and it's none of my business. It's a shame it had to turn out this way. It's probably not what we wanted a lot of the time, right? Especially when we've been with someone for a very long time or it's a family member or a longtime friend or a partner. It's not fun. We don't want our relationships to turn out like this. You know what I mean? Like I personally never did. You know, I always thought, no, surely it can be fixed. Like surely everything can work out. Like I often kept a naivete with me for a while. I still believe that there's so much good in, in at least most of us. I know some people, okay, maybe they're beyond repair. Like, But I do feel that most of us, there's a little part of us, all of us, that just wants to be seen and heard and understood, you know, and, and wants to feel safe to come out and, and live, you know. But I think we also have to accept that sometimes that part of us might be too hidden behind cement of of pain and and of it, it just causes people to mistreat others and when we try to break through that cement because we want to so desperately find that goodness inside of them we may actually be hurting ourselves more than than we think and again we're taking on a responsibility that isn't ours sometimes there may be good in all of us i like to believe that for the most part that's true really i do but I think that we also have to accept that sometimes that goodness in each person cannot come out unless that person breaks through their own cement wall that would then, you know, once broken down, would allow the sun to peek through. If you, you know, I'm trying to paint a picture here, I don't know if that makes sense, but if they were to like tear down that wall, then we would see the sun through it. But sometimes we, 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 we hope so much if we just like chip away at it that it'll like we'll see the rays of sun peeking through but that's not on us that is not our decision the only people we can do that for is ourselves that's it and all we can do in situations where we're dealing with someone like that is know when to draw the line and know when to say enough is enough 
That's sometimes the best thing we can do. Sometimes it works out and we can work it out with the person. Sometimes it doesn't. And that's also part of life. You know, it's it's just part of the journey. It's part of the human experience. For better, for worse, you know, we, we do our best, but, you know, it is what it is sometimes, you know. And so, um, yeah, I know, maybe that was a little depressing. I'm sorry. Let's end it on a higher note. <laughs> sometimes it's like that. Sometimes we have situations where it's like, okay, this was beyond repair and there's nothing left here for us anymore. And we need to make peace with that. We need to grieve that relationship and that and that part of ourselves or that part of our lives. And then that's that's the end of it. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it's like, wow, we actually went through this. We, we, we got into it. We got real. We got vulnerable. We, we, we sorted this out and we've been closer than ever. It's been better than ever. Me and my friend, me and my partner, me and my, my, my family member, whomever, like whatever. Okay. There are so many beautiful stories like that. Make no mistake. There are so many. There are so, so many where, you know, you think it's beyond repair and then boom, beautiful, beautiful outcome. It blooms into just the best relationship they ever had. That's lovely. And it does happen, I swear. So I, I promise it does. But it really does. It really does. And maybe some of you listening are that story. You know, maybe some of you are like, no, I'm, I'm more the one that doesn't work out. Fair enough. Now, it's important to remember that no matter what, no matter what the outcome is, that we know what part is on us or what part is ours and what part is not. This will allow us to do our part to make a relationship better but will also allow us to heal when the outcome was maybe that we're not with this person anymore or that we're not in that dynamic or in that relationship anymore right so yeah I think I think that receptivity and that compassion are good as a framework and that taking responsibility uh, for when we need to set boundaries for when we need to correct our behavior all of that is really good for conflict resolution and for having that bloom in our relationship but also for uh, for allowing ourselves to heal in the relationship that maybe doesn't bloom in that same way. Maybe the blooming is more of a personal thing without that person. And that's beautiful too, by the way. That's really beautiful too. I should have probably said that first. Really beautiful when even when a relationship ends and we've done what we can, we've taken responsibility for what is ours, we've, we've done what we could, yeah, but that ultimately we need to let go of that and we bloom on our own instead, also beautiful. Because ultimately, we still have to do our personal bloom no matter the situation. So it's the most beautiful bloom, a personal bloom, <laughs> and our own growth in life, right? Um, so yeah, maybe that's a little bit of a nicer note to end it on, right? And also very true, by the way, I'm not just saying that to end it on a high note, it's a very real thing, so please, please know that. But uh, yeah, so... There you go. That was today. And uh, yeah, okay. I hope that answers your questions. Um, feel free to send me more questions if this has opened up new streams of thought or consciousness, you know. Um, no, but feel free to, to ask me questions whenever. And I will work them into the next episode. And uh, yeah, and we can always chat. Even when I send my newsletter, by the way, and I say, how are you? Like, feel free to answer this email. Uh, I know some of you do. But for some of you who are not sure if I mean that, I do. <laughs> um, I mean it. When I, I, when I write that or when I say that, I mean it. So by all means, when you get my newsletter, uh, you can reply. Or if you suddenly feel like writing me an email throughout the week or after you listen to this podcast, feel free. I answer all my emails, by the way. Like, as in, I personally answer the emails. Um, so keep that in mind as well. And um, what else? Yes, if you're not getting my newsletter, I mean, I don't send a ton of them out, maybe once, maybe twice a month at most. Um, but yeah, if you're not on uh, if you're not getting those, then you can sign up in the link in the show notes. Um, my free anxiety and boundaries ebook has been upgraded. <laughs> so you can find that in the show notes as well. When you get that free anxiety and boundaries ebook, you are automatically on my mailing list and you will automatically get my newsletters, by the way. And so as a thank you, you could have the, the anxiety and boundaries ebook. Um, no major changes, but it, it's like an up, updated version. So that's there. And then of course you can find the link to contact me uh, in the show notes. You can find the link to my website in the show notes and you can find the link to uh, book an appointment of some kind with me uh, in the show notes. The different options are there once you're in the booking page. So you can find all of that there. But of course, if you'd like to just start by contacting me or by just 
getting your ebook, uh, that's, that's fair enough too, but I always love hearing from you. That's why I keep saying that. So feel free. Again, thank you so much for joining me. Um, if you'd like to support the show, a really great way to support it is to leave a five-star rating and review on your favorite podcast player. You can also send me a screenshot so I can thank you personally. Um, if you email me and, and let me know, I can, I can thank you. Sometimes I don't know how to contact you because I look at the... I might see it, but then I don't know who you are. There's no way of contacting you. But I'd love to be able to thank you personally. So thank you to all of you who have done this. And uh, if thank you in advance for those of you who will. And yeah, so if you'd like to do that, you can. Thank you very, very much. This really helps support the show. It helps bring the content to people who wouldn't otherwise have access. And I really appreciate it more than, more than you know. So thank you. And I will be back next week with some more content. Until then, bye-bye.